into the contest. It's Thursday the 27th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, the day after Australia Day. How did that Barbie go, my dear friend? And uh, uh, you, had a, you had a very summery kind of day planned. How did it all go? Yeah, we went to the beach in the morning and then a bit of swimming in the pool in the afternoon, Timmy. But uh, I cooked the steak perfectly. I did a bit of wagyu, mm. wagyu beef on the on the barbecue with some prawns. Um, but let's just say my face and my arms are pretty well done. <laughs> I'm a little bit sunburnt today. So I did slip, slop and slap, mate, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, that sun's strong out there. It's that reminder to do it two and three times, isn't it? My wife always says, yes. well, how many times did you do it? There's a reason why you look like a beetroot. Uh, anyway, yeah, Australia Day, it has come and gone. There's stacks of sport about... We also have our charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things there to buy. A cricket bat signed by the Aussies from that 2019 Ashes tour in the UK with our different team back then, England, weren't they, when they squared the series. Go to afternoonsport.com forward slash auction to take a squiz at all of that. Ash Barty rolls in to the semis today. Stefanos Tsitsipas, a big night for him and the Matildas captain Sam Kerr well she wants to be a leader of the future now there's nothing like a healthy head of hair Shane when I first met you those blonde flowing locks well they had a life of their own yes Timmy as they say look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself now I've got something for you too Timmy even with that silver fox look it's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Ash Barty back in action today, Shane, and um, look, I, I find it really hard to think she's going to be beaten. She's got an extraordinary run when you sort of pick apart the history of it all. Yeah, it's funny, and particularly that the uh, the sort of vibe around her and, and world number one. Look, she's been number one now for the last three seasons uh, and one of the longest-running world number ones in the history of the game. And it's funny, and you've got like... Uh, Players like uh, Gabine um, Magarosa coming out and saying, well, there's no one really in control of the tournament anymore. And, and they're obviously referring to Serena Williams and her dominance. But uh, you can't look past Ash Barty and what she's done. She doesn't have the big serve, but she, the way she controls the points and the way that she's winning these matches in straight sets in you know less than an hour in some, st- um, some cases – yeah, she's a real dominant force, and it's looking really, really good for her to take out her first Australian Open. Yeah, well, she plays Madison Keys, and uh, look, Madison has had a, a checkered time of it, but she's back in decent form. But I still would expect Ash Barty to get through and, and win this one. It's interesting, the comments from Pam Shriver, wasn't it, pre-Australian Open, coming yeah. out saying, oh, Ash Barty, oh, she won't be world number one. It's funny, isn't it, sometimes? Like, yeah, there's a reason why she's world number one, is because she's the best player in the world. But you want to have all these other people pick it apart. Others just sail on through and say, oh, you know, she's she's had a, a look, a, a difficult crown because people don't think she deserves it, or some don't. Yeah, well, she definitely deserves it in my eyes. She's uh, She's been the most consistent player on tour for three years. Um, not the most consistent, but she's won 
No, forgetting those matches when she pulled out, uh, I think, with a, a hip flexor strain. Look, she's won 50% of titles um, in her matches, so it's an amazing strike rate, and she's uh, she's right on track to win this Australian Open, fingers crossed. Yeah, Stefanos Sissipas, he's a, mm. he's quite a player, isn't he, the the, the Greek sportsman? Yeah, this is um, as best I've seen him play. I watched this match, um, so he's now in the semifinals. He beat uh, the Italian Sinner 6-3, 6-4, 6-2, but just really got to his own. And um, look, he's got a big serve, big shots from the baseline, um, an all-round game. So, uh, yeah, he's looking really, really good for the men's side of the draw. Just goes to show you what kind of work Alex Demonor needs uh, ahead, doesn't mm. it, to sort of get to that next level? Because he was beaten soundly by Sinner. Yeah, he was. And uh, and Sinner was never really in the game against Sissipas. So, yeah, there's a few big leaps ahead um, for Demonor if he's going to you know, get particularly get to that, that top four uh, of any tournament. And um, look, it's anyone's game once you get to the semi-final. And but Sister Pass has got the momentum, I think, uh, potentially to go all the way here. Yeah, I know a couple of kids that are going back to school today that'll be disappointed. The Curios Kokonakis doubles matches on at two thirty in the afternoon. Of course, this is the semi-final as well against Sabellas and Granolas. Mm. Um, and the way they're playing, you wouldn't discount them, would you? And uh, look, <laughs> he doesn't uh, always make friends, though, does he, Nick? Uh, Venus, the New Zealand player that they beat the other day, uh, it's quite sick succinctly just called him a knob. He called him an absolute knob. Yeah, Michael mm. Venus, after losing the match um, to Kokonakis and and Nick, uh, has come out and he said it was impossible to concentrate. Uh, the fact that the our guys were, were revving up the crowd in between points, he said he, he found it really, really tr- um, uh, hard to, to concentrate and, and, and focus on, on the match ahead. But he said, you know, Curious has got the maturity level of a 10-year-old or less. And, um, well, maybe, Michael Venice, you've just been by, beaten by a 10-year-old, so maybe you need to work on your game as well. But, uh, yeah, he does ruffle feathers wherever he goes, that's for sure. And, and look, uh, if I was going to give Michael Venus some PR advice, mate, yep. uh, come up with your, your lashing lines when you win. It's pretty yep. hard to digest <laughs> when you lose, pal. You don't have firm footing. Um, now, Matilda's captain, Sam, Sam Kerr, awarded the OAM for her services to football, and uh, she's only getting better. We have the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next year. Yeah, and she's got the um, a really good affection and um, and – I suppose, a uh, feeling around that, that Australian team. Um, Order of Australia, she, she's a real leader and she wants to be a leader in the future. And you can just see that how the players sort of uh, mill around her and um, and and hang on every word when she, when she talks to them um, as, as a group. But, yeah, it's, it's a really big honour for her to take that Order of Australia. And, um, yeah, it sort of stands her in the, you know, the, the top echelons of, of footballers we've produced in this country. Oh, she's fantastic, isn't she, Sam Kerr? Mm. And uh, it's an exciting time ahead. I, I think that uh, you've got two daughters. I've got a daughter. They they all mm. love sport. And someone like Sam Kerr playing on the world stage and, and dominating uh, on the world stage is such a great it thing is. to aspire to, isn't it? It is. And um, and, she, and she's mild-mannered and she's uh, softly spoken um, and she just gets the job done week in, week out. And, and, and what... What better example can you set to, uh, to to young footballers? Well, the Socceroos, I'll tell you what, they're going to be a nice documentary uh, made about this clash with Vietnam. Their coach got COVID. <laughs> yeah. uh, whether or not he gets there to the today to the game uh, is going to be an interesting one. They've also lost a player who can't get to Melbourne because of a blizzard. Yeah, as this Bahish, he's, um, he's stuck in Turkey because of a blizzard. Um, it's quite late to be flying into Melbourne for this game, but due to, I think, other matches, um, he had to take a later flight. But he's our, here's our left back, so... 
there's a big gaping hole there. I think Joel King from Sydney FC will step in and hopefully cover that position. But, uh, yeah, as a must-win match against Vietnam, the Aussies are uh, in a bit of turmoil. Yeah, absolutely. Stay with us on Afternoon Sport because we'll be taking a squiz at the cricket. What a finish in the strikers and the sixers. We'll be looking at NRL and much, much more. Shane, uh, Beth Mooney, um, look, that's an amazing comeback for her having um, broken her jaw, basically. Maddie Mott was just doing throwdowns, and I think the ball came off the top of the bat. Yeah, so she's uh, looks like she'll play the first test, so which is a really big effort. Obviously, as a batter, you, um, you'll be batting in a helmet, so it takes away, I suppose, any fear of getting hit again. But she's still got a field, um, and, you know, and sometimes in the field the ball can kick up and hit you. But, look, she's tough, Beth Mooney, and um, she really wants to play, so good on her. And she's a key component of this Aussies team and the potential win um, of the Ashes. So, yeah, good good on her for coming back so far. She's a tough competitor. Some people have been a bit uh, bewildered by the whole fact that the Big Bash has been affected by, or was affected by COVID. I think that, uh, you know, it hasn't really the last few weeks. Most of the teams who suffered uh, those going down with isolation happened earlier on in the tournament. So it's been pretty reasonable the past few weeks. And... Uh, Look, what it has done is it's seen the emergence of some amazing players and Kerr, young Kerr for the Sixers, uh, what about him? What about his season? And last night to bat in the manner in which he did and to get them home in the death to play the Scorchers in yet another final. Yeah, limped home and uh, a lot a lot of controversy around this match with uh, Steve Smith not, not being able to play. Um, but it stands him in really, really good stead, young Kerr, and played really, really well. But we did predict it, Timmy, um, the Sixers versus the Scorchers, another big bash final, and um, there's no rivalry or no love lost between these two uh, franchises, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic because uh, they, they were getting uh, injury after injury, yep. the Sydney Sixers, and uh, Jay Lanton, who was an assistant coach, ended up keeping for them um, last <laughs> night. It's amazing how yeah, things turn, but uh, they kept their cool um, and they finished, so they play the Scorchers in the final of the Big Bash. Now, the AFL uh, tributes have, have flowed for Ben Cousins after the former Stars uh, fitting footy cameo. He looks... Uh, and I know that there's been some false dawns here, but it does look like he's turned things around. Yeah, fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, Ben Cousins hasn't captained a team since the loss to the Swans in 2005. And there's been a lot of ups and a lot more downs uh, in that period for him. But he looks good. And fingers crossed he has he has turned the corner. Um, a legend of a footballer. But he looked healthy and fit and, um, and smiling. But... Uh, yeah, like the guy, you know, I can't believe he's even alive, what he's put his body through with drugs and alcohol and that sort of stuff. So um, it's really, really good to see that he may have turned that corner, Tim. Yeah, well, he's been inside too, hasn't he? He was in jail. Yep. He's, 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 yeah. he's seen the dark side. So, um, yeah, let's hope that's, that, for sure. that's onwards and upwards for, for Ben Cousins uh, going forward. Now, um, what about Patrick Mahomes' fiance? <laughs> well, mate. It's a cracker. Yeah, well, she's she's in the corporate box and she, after the win, she's spraying what they call it, champagne showers, spraying champagne over the crowd and uh, and some yeah. people uh, online haven't taken um, well, they haven't, haven't really liked the fact that she's doing this, but uh, she's come back at him and said, well, for those who don't, don't understand this, they've never won something before in their life. So she's, she's she's throwing some sledges out now to people and now how probably lucky she is and how unlucky they are and uh, 
I don't know. I think as a player, you don't really want your fiance or your wife doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, the champagne, <laughs> champagne showers. But um, it's hard. To, it's hard to hold back when you when you're sort of a part of a big win. Sometimes. Um, what about the NBA? Talking about the uh, the opposite of a big win. Um, pathetic. The, the Washington Wizards. Uh, look, they took the gas big time. Yeah, you don't normally see this in basketball because uh, you know. Um, I think the Washington Wizards were had a 35-point lead, leading late in the second quarter. They went into halftime, 66-36 up, and then just had an absolute meltdown. Um, the LA Clippers uh, then had 80, put 80 points on and ended up winning right on the buzzer, 116 to 115, but a serious meltdown by the Washington Wizards there, and uh, their supporters not happy. Well, what about Mr. UFC, Dana White? Um, can't he find... A clash. Can't he find a dust-up? The latest one, of course, uh, is well, it's not the latest because it's been going on for a while, but he's, he's fighting wars on many fronts. This one uh, that's been written about is with Jake Paul. Well, Jake Paul's not reliant on uh, Dana White's um, cash, really, is he? Because he's been doing fights through YouTube and, and making his own money there. He's really now campaigning for player welfare, uh, in particular, wanting to get want players to get health care. Um, so he's he's actually bought shares in the UFC's parent company, and now is going to push um, put Dana White under pressure to make sure that people who fight under UFC have health care long after they finish with the sport. So it's uh, he's doing a really noble thing there. Yeah, I think it is a sport you need health care. Just quietly, <laughs> have you just watched quietly. it? But I, I need healthcare just to go in the ring. I'd be too scared, mate. Oh, yeah. That's a nightmare of a sport. I find it difficult to watch. I really do. Yeah. Um, now, going from um, some fairly uh, wild stuff um, in sport to to fantastic leadership, strong leadership, and um, Steve War. What, what was he like as a captain when um, it came down to it? Yeah, and, and this is not a funny story by any um, stretch of the imagination. This is just how Steve War used to think, and. Uh, it's a shield game uh, in Adelaide where it was a pretty, pretty flat wicket. I think the South Australians scored 400 first innings, New South Wales uh, 300 and something. Um, and then New South Wales basically had a chance to bowl out um, South Australia, but with only 116 runs, South Australia had 10 wickets in hand. Steve Ward just addressed the guys. And we thought, you know, it'd be sort of a simple conversation like from the captain, come on, guys, you know, we can do this. And he basically just tore shreds off every player. He said, if no one here believes that we can win this effing match, don't effing follow me out, and just got his hat and turned and walked on his own. And all the guys sort of looked at each other, and then he turned around and said to Gavin Robertson, by the way, you're opening the bowling, and Gavin Robertson is an off-spinner. Well, everyone sort of stood there and didn't say a word and then followed Steve Waugh out and bowled out South Australia for about 110 and won that match. And uh, it was that inspirational leadership that often it's not the amount of words you say, it's often the few words that uh, can take effect. And uh, Steve Waugh had that in spades. Yeah, he took the uh, captain cranky tag off Alan Border quite successfully. Mark Taylor was quite (laughs) congenial as a captain and as a Mm. member of the media who was covering cricket a lot right throughout that period. Steve Waugh wasn't always the easiest to deal with. And uh, it's that kind of of venom that got him across the line, both as a batter and as a captain. And who could ever forget his clash with Kirtley Ambrose when they went and (laughs) won... um, the Frank Wild Trophy over there in the West Indies. All right, buddy. Um, yeah, nice one, that. That's it for Afternoon Sport. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. It's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our fantastic producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.